And I think that's important. If I could add this, Angie, you don't have, don't shoot for other people, shoot for yourself, shoot, shoot for what makes you happy and, and, and tell that story. And if you can shoot from your heart, you will capture so many more people, um, emotionally with your content because you're doing it from your heart. That just gave me the chills and I had to write it down because that is, I've never heard anyone express it like that, but you're so right. Hey y'all, you've landed at the Fishing Business Podcast. Last week on the show, I introduced you to Jake Latondras. Jake is a, he's a storyteller. He's a content creator. He's also a cameraman for the Bassmaster Elite Series. So he knows all the guys you know, and he stays with them in the boat all day, and he gets to know them very well. We talked to him last week about um, the importance of storytelling and and the importance of branding. If you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch it because it's really compelling stuff. This week, we're going to get down to some nitty gritty about how to be better, how to take better pictures and how to take better video. This is going to be a real kind of tactical episode. So you may even want to take notes. But I guarantee you, you're going to learn something from Jake today. Let's get started. Here we go, y'all. All right. This is a Fishing Business Podcast. Our guest, part two of our conversation with our guest, Jake Latondras. And Jake is a, it's hard to label Jake, but Jake is a visual storyteller. He's a creator. He's a producer. He's a videographer. Incredible photographer, and uh, he does a lot with um, hunting and fishing, and is one of the cameramen on the Bassmaster Elite series. So, um, we talked a lot last week, uh, Jake, about storytelling and how important that is. Um, and storytelling is important in building your brand. And anglers who are trying to get started are essentially building their own brands. So. What role do you think video can play in helping an angler build their brand? That is a great question. And it's probably more applicable even now than it was 10 years ago, even in, say, the bass fishing world, because of all the different platforms that exist from YouTube to, you know, your 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 social media platform is your, is your channel. That's your portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I think photos go a long way because they do tell stories, particularly with good copy and good captions. But I think videos, videos don't lie, especially non-edited raw versions of whatever it is you're, you're doing. And, you know, uh, talking about the word branding and, and these anglers, that's what they're doing. Like you said, they're, they're, they're branding themselves because they are their own talent. They are their own, uh, company they are their own entity they're they're the ones branding themselves and i think you know the word branding sometimes gets misidentified because if you if you if you think about it branding is what you want people to perceive you as when they see your content your videos your photos your 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 storytelling whatever it is when you present yourself it's who you who you are even if it's not who you are in real life when you brand yourself it's who you want people that are watching you to perceive you as so i think video is very important because you can you can express yourself in a um in front of a camera you can tell a story you can you can record an event you can 
um, you can catch a big fish and capture that and use that as a standalone promotional value asset for yourself because you know you catch one fish in 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 a month and and that thing goes viral and all of a sudden you're a household name because you caught one big fish but you had the the you know you had the opportunity to capture that on camera and that goes a long long ways with what you're doing right i have to tell you a secret jake Sometimes I stalk your Instagram um, because, and, and I actually stalk who you're following because sometimes I just need some inspiration, you know, and so I'll go, I bet Jake is following some interesting people that I don't know about. And so I'll go look at her, your, who you're following. And actually, I just did a podcast a few weeks ago with Courtney Nicholson from the Outdoor Channel, and that's how mm-hmm. I found her was through was your, it? yeah, it was through you because you follow her. And mm-hmm. she was a fantastic guest, by the way, and, um, and very interesting to talk to. But, you know, I notice on your Instagram, and I'll put Jake's, I'm going to put Jake's um, Instagram accounts and, and all the ways you can find him in the show notes. So you can, you can, after this is over, you can go find him and follow him. But I noticed that, you know, the, the, even though you're a videographer, it seems like, especially on your Instagram, it's mostly stills and there's so much um, power in your images. Did you learn that? How can you, how can somebody get better at being a photographer by, by watching a good photographer? What do you look for? Okay, this, man. Again, this is a, you know we live in a really small world, and this is going to come full circle. Not necessarily directly to you and I, but people that we know. Mm-hmm. And the the national marketing director for Express Boats, Clay Connor, mm-hmm. um, is a very good friend of mine. Oh. And he was my very first mentor in the in the outdoor photography world twenty two years ago. Wow. And he he told me one time he said. He said, you got one one thousandths of a second to tell a story. And the bigger, the more of a story you can tell in that short amount of time and the snap of your of your shutter, the the more interesting your photo is going to be. So anyone can take a picture of, you know, a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset or whatever that is. But if you add an element to that story, like like, you know. A, a sailboat at full at full yeah. tilt or something you know the the waves crashing on the shore or a you know a person getting knocked over by a wave or something that adds to that element that shows what's actually going on and tells a story in a photo that's what you're looking for and i think relating to the question that you're asking maybe you know if if uh as I as I recall, maybe part of that question would be how if someone's taking a picture of an angler, you know, yeah, like uh, let's say it, it's it's a person's uh, uh, wife or son or, mm-hmm. or a daughter or whatever it is. Don't just take pictures of a guy sitting in a boat. Big bass are great, and that sells a lot. But how you know, take a picture of the bait. Take a picture of of his feet on the throttle. It, which tells you you don't even have to have a picture of the boat going fast, but if you take a picture of the guy's foot mashing the pedal on the throttle, then you know the boat's going fast. So it, it's all about telling the story, yeah, right? Sure. Or if his hands, if he's got one hand on the wheel and his fingers are loose, he's probably you know idling along. If he's got both hands on and there's you know there's sweat on his hands or whatever, then it tells you he's going fast. And I think the idea is to tell a better story with your photographs, and you'll get better branding from it. 
And don't, you know, don't, Jake, don't you have these moments where you are wherever you are and you see some image and it's like, you just see it. It just, it's like, oh, that's, I got to capture that, you know, that I know people can relate to that. What I'm seeing. Yeah. Yesterday I was on a shoot on a farm pond near Eufaula, Alabama. And, you know, they had those giant irrigation. um, I don't even know what you call them, but they're like, they're like irrigation pivots. Yeah. They're like water sprinklers on tractor wheels, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, this guy is fishing and, and the sun is just right. And that, that he's right beside that big irrigation thing. And I was just like, Oh, what an incredible image because so many people who have a rural lifestyle get that, you know, they know exactly what that big contraption is. They know that's a farm pond. They know it's probably got good bass in it. They know this, you know, 20 something year old kid is out there on a spring day, just like dying. See, to all those after. elements are telling the whole story, right? Ah, yeah. And there's something about it that, um, is naturally innate. You just get it. But, but I think you can also learn to get it. I think one of the important things to keep in mind is I've always looked at myself. I'm not a portraiture photographer. I'm not really a sports photographer. I'm more of an adventure, an adventure uh, photographer. And part of being an adventure photographer is is being a landscape photographer, but adding the human element to the landscape. So like, you know, two weeks ago I was in Knoxville and I was covering Greg Hackney and I was shooting with my iPhone, but the, you know, the, the, the Tennessee river bridge and Neyland stadium and Thompson bowling arena are in the background and it's still sort of pre-dawn at takeoff. There's a little light, but the lights from the bridge and the stadium and all that lit him up. And I took photos of that. And I think that told the story about a, who I was with and be where we, where we were and wow. how important that background was to the scene. I remember that shot too. That was a really cool shot. And of course you're a Vols fan, right? I am. So, <laughs> it's so hard I being thought, a Vols fan right now though. And I thought, I know, right? <laughs> but I thought about that when I saw that in your feed, I was like, Oh, I bet Jake is in heaven right now. I was, I, I had tears, Angie. I had, really? I had tears because I went to my first two years in college were in Knoxville. I went to UT and it brought back, it flooded me with all these memories and you know, the, the, the emotions of of where Tennessee football is now compared to where it was in the you know in the nineties and all those things, but it brought me home again, right. and that was an emotional. That's why I took that picture, and it was important to me that I was with Greg Hackney because everyone knows who he is, and everyone knew I'd be covering someone that was going to be catching fish, and to capture that you know in in one of my old stomping grounds was meant a lot to me, and I think that's important. If I could add this, Angie. You don't have, don't shoot for other people, shoot for yourself, shoot, shoot for what makes you happy and, and, and tell that story. And if you can shoot from your heart, you will capture so many more people, um, emotionally with your content because you're doing it from your heart. That just gave me the chills and I had to write it down because that is, I've never heard anyone express it like that, but you're so right. Um, if you don't shoot for anyone else, shoot for yourself. And, you know, something else, Jake, that I want to say is, um, you know, there's a saying in photography and we can all get into our, and you know, I've, you know, I've pestered you to death about lenses and that sort of thing. Um, but it's not, let's see, what's the saying? It's not what you point at, what you point at it. It's what you point at. 
It's what not what it? you shoot it with. It's how you shoot it. That's right. It's not what you yeah. shoot it with. It's what you shoot. It's mm-hmm. what you point it at. Well, you some know? someone and Ansel Adams always said, "You don't you don't take a picture. You capture it. Yeah. You don't take it. You you don't you really like you know he was famous for his Yosemite art, mm-hmm. particularly black and white, and and you know." And he edited all of his photos. He had a way to edit in his studio that was unbelievable. If you ever get a chance to watch any YouTube documentaries about Ansel Adams and how he did accomplish what he did in photography, it is unbelievable. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I'll look it up. Um, I'll look it up. And so, so anyway, you know. Uh, I think he, he used to say, you don't, you don't take a photo, you capture, you capture a moment. Right. And that's very true because when you take a, a picture of, let's just, you know, standardize it and say you took a picture of a beautiful sunset, you recognize the shot, but you didn't make that sunset. You didn't create those colors, you know, a, a higher being did, you were just there to capture it and you had enough, you know, enough uh, uh savviness to to grab your camera and the really good camera guys i have a little a prodigy kid working for me brandon fiend who is unbelievable really? at what he does unbelievable he's 18 years old i've known him since he was 13 um he's so good at what he does i did a documentary about him when he was 15 and he is one of those guys he never you never see him without a camera and he's doing all the production work for our affiliation to the Auburn bass fishing team oh, cool. um, and and you'll see when this when this mini series comes out you'll see what his talents are but he's one of those guys he's always got a camera if he sees something he reaches over into the passenger seat of his truck or reaches into his backpack or whatever it is and and in today's world we really have no excuses because the cameras, even on phones now, are so incredible mm-hmm. that you can capture. I mean, I've published photos from my iPhone before. Yeah. So well, and I love that you use that word capture. My brother's a photographer, and when I comment to him on when he shows me his work or when I see it on his social media, I almost always use that word. That was a great capture because he has a great sense of when to actually snap. And it's normally for him, it's not a posed moment. It's not you know, it's not the traditional formal, it's more of capturing a moment or freezing that little second in time, which, uh, which you do too. What you, and, and over James Overstreet, incredible at that. So it is. Oh, J.O. is incredible at that. He, he, J.O. is one of the best. And I think, I think that, that talent comes from understanding your subject matter and what's going to happen. And so people like that anticipate what's about to happen and they're ready to pull the trigger on their shutter because they know what's about to happen and they wait for that moment and they know right when to push the button. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of those two though, brother, you are so good at that. Um, Thank you. So now I've lost my place. I've gotten so impressed with it. Okay. Oh, oh, here's one. Okay. I got so blown away by all that. Uh, so all of these things, talking about all of these things, you know, who's good at this and, and who does it well. And the, we're talking about the professional photographers that we know, but who is somebody in the fishing world that you're like, maybe who is an up and coming guy in the fishing world that you're impressed with how he shares, um, how he shares himself on video and, and even in photography. A young up and comer, I would say. I would say Patrick Walters. 
he's very he's very he's very verbose he's very mm-hmm. demonstrative he's very dramatic with with what he says and how he talks and he understands the game at such a young age i think he's one of those guys that's going to be you know in front of the can he's 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 very marketable because he knows what he's doing and he knows how to talk about it. He he's very good at it. That's great. That's a good person mm-hmm. for all of us to watch. Patrick Walters. He's a Patrick Walters, Chris Zaldane. And he's not an up and comer. He's very right. well established, but he he is incredibly good at explaining what he's doing. Yeah, he is. He's very good at it. And um, Brandon Polinick. Oh, gosh, Brandon. You know, and you talked earlier uh, about Brandon's YouTube series. You know, Brandon, uh, if if anybody's out there that is not aware, Brandon Polinick has a YouTube series that he's been doing. Did you say five years now? Is it five years? This is his fifth season. We just yeah. talked about it the other day in Knoxville. And he has a videographer that basically lives with them and travels all around the country with him. And he documents his life. And it's fascinating. It's really. And Brandon has a great, you know, his, the, a lot of the pictures that he posts are, are very compelling. And, uh, and he has a very interesting, innate sense of what people want to see. And I think it's because he wanted this life so bad and he followed it and he studied it and he was a student. Huh? Bingo. Yes. Right. And he, he, he is, he is the, he is the poster child of, of self-promotion. He is the poster child of lifestyle promotion. I'm going to take this back to, Kevin Van Dam, though, because, you know, I've done some private work for KVD, and he was the first person to really brand an acronym, KVD. You know, even Swindle, G-Man, Polonic, BMP, a lot of people followed after Kevin did what he did because he was so marketable and was so successful at what he did. He was really probably, I mean, even Bill Dance branded himself with a Tennessee hat, you know? I mean, Absolutely. this goes way back, and we can yeah. we can keep digging into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's th- it's familiar 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 familiarity 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 yeah. familiarity. <laughs> Tongue twisted there, yeah. but you know, it's re- it's recognition. When you think about brand, you think about brand recognition, mm-hmm. and that's your identity, and all these things go into what we were talking about. And you mentioned it earlier, but tell us about what you're doing with the Auburn University uh, bass fishing team. Yeah, so Logan Parks, the president of the Auburn uh, University bass fishing team, contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in producing, uh, following them along um, in in their uh, Bassmaster College series uh, all the way to the championship. And um, I was very interested. I didn't have time for it, particularly on a college budget, mm-hmm. but uh, my, my employee, Brandon Fien was perfect for it. He's 18 years old. He's extremely talented. He's a bass fisherman himself and he understands, he understands and he's very, very good at what he does. So I said, look, Logan, why don't we get Brandon involved, get him on a, a conference call and you guys go and look in his social media and I, I know what you're going to think and say, so I'm not worried about that, but go take a look at his content and then let's let's come up with an idea. 
So they're very impressed with him. And then Lo- I said, Logan, what's your, what, how do you want to brand this? What is your goal? You know, mm-hmm. besides just picking up sponsors, because if you do it for that, you'll never get anywhere. You have to have a personality and a character behind it, drama. What is your goal? He said, he told me, well, we were one of the top bass fishing teams in the country for, you know, we, we always have been, we have Jordan Lee, Steve Kennedy, you know, there's some, there's some mm-hmm. legacy there at Auburn and we were one of the best at it, but we got canceled out last year because of COVID and we ended up being like ranked 65th in the country at the end of the year because we couldn't travel and do some things that we wanted to do because of some of the restrictions that we were put on. So they they i said well that right there's your story what that's where we want to go with this and and i said what do you want what are you going to do and he said we want to reclaim reclaim our position in the college bass fishing world and then he said the word reclamation so the name of the series is called the reclamation auburn university Ah. bass fishing team Ah, i love it that's so okay. the first event was just at Lake Hartwell in South Carolina and they placed, I think they placed fourth and they placed eighth. They had two teams in the top 10. So their reclamation is off and running just right out of the gate. That's so fantastic. And you're going to document all of that for the whole season. We're documenting every document, uh, two days of practice and then the two tournament days we're documenting everything and it, we're going to talk you know we're going to cover everything brandon's doing it all he's doing all the mm-hmm. filming doing all the editing everything i'm sort of overseeing the project um and helping that helping them you know helping guide them through the the, the right direction right. um but you know they're going to talk about how difficult it is to manage their study time for college and and continue to focus on bass fishing at a high level. They recruited one of the top, the only kid to ever win three back to back to back national high school championships in the Bassmaster Series. Tucker Smith, he's now fishing as a true freshman for uh, for Auburn University, and he caught the lake record stri- uh, spotted bass in this tournament. Which which was almost six pounds. Like this is his first college tournament ever. And he catches the lake record at Hartwell. Wow. Yeah. So there's lots of big time drama going on here. And these guys are people you're going to see in uh win opens and they're going to be in the elite series one day. I guarantee That's so incredible. you. That's so incredible. I can't wait to see it. And they'll be coming out soon. Very soon. The first episode uh, has been finalized, and I'm not exactly sure when they're going to drop it, but yeah. it's going to drop probably within the next week or so. Okay, so if the, if you're watching this, it's probably already dropped, so you can Google Reclamation Auburn University and find it, you think? The 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 Reclamation Series, Auburn Bass okay. Fishing, Auburn University Bass Fishing. And I'll try to add the link to it in the show notes. I bet by the time this we drop this episode, it will probably already be um, posted. And so I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, okay, so what's one good piece of advice you would give someone like Brandon, who I don't know if Brandon was looking for a career in outdoor photography or videography, but what is one piece of advice that you would give someone who really wanted a career in outdoor photography or videography? If you can't out talent someone, outwork them. 
I mean, there's no other way to do it. You cannot get anywhere. Talent is only going to take you as far as your weakest weakest asset or your weakest liability will get you. But if you outwork someone and you're consistently out, outworking your competition, there's no way you won't succeed. You have to outwork people. I love that. I love that. And that's kind of been, I've, I've always felt that way my whole career, Jake. I've been like, you know, I may not be the smartest person in the room or I may not be the most creative, but the one thing that I can control is how hard I work at it. And I can work, I can work hard. Brandon Polinick said uh, to me, I covered him on Champlain last year on his elite win. He came back from 10th to, to win that tournament on the final day. And I remember at the dock going out before we left, I said, I said, what's your goal today? And he said, control the controllables. Yeah. And that that's is right. so important. Yeah. Yep, that's right. All right, golly, there's so much more I want to talk to you about. I'm going to have to get you to come back and be a guest another time because um, we could get down, you know, we could talk about the big high concept things and also the nitty gritty. So I appreciate your time so much, Jake. I really do. Well, thank you so much for having me, Angie. This was fun. I knew it was going to be. We were going to talk about things that were uh, exciting and interesting to both of us. So um, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for investing a little bit of time out of your wild and precious life to be with us on the Fishing Business Podcast. I hope you learned something from, from Jake. There's a couple of things that I thought were, um, were really great uh, takeaways from Jake. Oop, I just picked up the wrong piece of paper. Um, shoot from your heart. I love that. Gosh, I love that. Shoot from your heart. Don't ever... Don't ever forget that little piece of advice. Um, shoot for yourself, you know, shoot something that's going to make you happy. And then another one was, if you can't out-talent them, outwork them. I think that's, uh, that's, really, <laughs> that's really solid. Like I said, I've always felt like I, um, I can outwork somebody. I don't, mind, I don't mind competing with someone when it comes to work because I know how hard I can work. And I bet you do too. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for being here today on the Fish and Business Podcast. I'm going to close things out the way my favorite fishing show host always closed out his show, The Fishing Hole, by saying this is dedicated to dad because he always had time to take me fishing. See you next time, y'all.